And that is our re- oh wait, now it's the end. That was yesterday, Eric. Whoops. Hey, today is day one fifty. It is one fifty. Wow. 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 One hundred fifty. Oh, look at the balloons. Wow. This is insane. Yeah. Thank you, Allison. Good Did you ever stuff. see that? Did you ever see that clip of Hillary Clinton when the balloons were dropping and she's just like, oh, "That's what I feel like right, right. now." That's so good. Okay, Hillary. Hey, welcome. Oh yeah, welcome back, oh. Hillary. All right, so I hope she reads. That'd be amazing. <laughs> That'd be awesome. If I found out she listened to us, that would be amazing. Oh, gee, that would. Just... Hillary, if you listen to us, please. Big shout out. <laughs> Give us a call. <laughs> we'll have coffee. <laughs> and that's where that conversation ends yep. and that is our conversation today yep all right hey uh we're gonna finish the book of nehemiah today that's let's what we're it. gonna do let's do it. it's gonna be amazing mm-hmm. it's let's, gonna be incredible let's dedicate something right now yeah well speaking of that oh yeah okay just a random isn't it so coincidental what that you said dedicate and here we are oh wow for the dedication of the new wall of jerusalem mm-hmm. the levites throughout the land were asked to come to jerusalem to assist in the ceremonies they were to take part in the joyous occasion with all their songs of thanksgiving and with the music of cymbals harps and lyres the singers were brought together from the region around jerusalem and from the villages of the netophathites they also came from Beth Gilgal and the rural areas near Geba and Asmaveth, for the singers had built their own settlements around Jerusalem. The priests and Levites first purified themselves. Then they purified the people, the gates, and the wall. I led the elders of Judah to the top of the wall and organized two large choirs to give thanks. One of the choirs proceeded southward along the top of the wall to the Dung Gate. That's where Chip lives. Hosea and half of the leaders of Judah followed them along with Azariah, Ezra, Meshulam, Judah, Benjamin, Shemaiah, and Jeremiah. Then came some of the priests who played trumpets, including Zechariah, son of Jonathan, son of Shemaiah, son of Mataniah, son of Micaiah, son of Zechor, a descendant of Asaph. And Zechariah's colleagues were Shemaiah, Azarel, Milalai, Gilalai, Mai, Nethanel, Judah, and Hanani. They used the musical instruments prescribed by David, the man of God. Ezra the scribe led this procession. At the fountain gate, they went up the steps on the ascent of the city toward the wall, toward the city of... What did I do? The ascent of the city wall toward the city of David. There we go. They passed the house of David and proceeded to the water gate on the east. The second choir, giving thanks, went northward around the other way to meet them. I followed them together with the other half of the people along the top of the wall, past the tower of the ovens uh, to the broad wall, then past the Ephraim gate to the old city gate, past the fish gate and the tower of Hananel, and on to the tower of the hundred. Then we continued on to the sheep gate and stopped at the guard gate. The two choirs were giving thanks then the two choirs that were giving thanks then proceeded to the temple of God where they took <clears> their places. So did I, together with the group of leaders who were with me. We went together with the trumpet playing priests, Eliakim, Masaiah, Meneam, Micaiah, Eloi, Eloi Zechariah, and Hananiah, and the singers, Masaiah, Shemaiah, Eleazar, Uzi, Jehohanan, Melchijah, Elam, and Ezer. They played and sang loudly under the direction of Jezrahiah, the choir director. Many sacrifices were offered on that joyous day, for God had given the people cause for great joy. The women and children also participated in the celebration, and the joy of the people of Jerusalem could be heard far and could be heard far away. 
On that day, men were appointed to be in charge of the storerooms for the offerings, the first part of the harvest, and the tithes. They were responsible to collect from the fields outside the towns the portions required by the law for the priests and the Levites. For all the people of Judah took joy in the priests and Levites in, and their work. They performed the service of their God and the service of purification as commanded by David and his son Solomon, and so did the singers and the gatekeepers. The custom of having choir directors to lead the choirs in hymns of praise and thanksgiving to God began long ago in the days of David and Asaph. So now, in the days of Zerubbabel and Nehemiah, all Israel brought a daily supply of food for the singers, the gatekeepers, and the Levites. The Levites, in turn, gave a portion of what they received to the priests, the descendants of Aaron. Well, on that same day, as the book of Moses was being read to the people, the passage was found that said, No Ammonite or Moabite should ever be permitted to enter the assembly of God. For they had not provided Israelites with food and water in the wilderness. Instead, they hired Balaam to curse them, through our, though our God turned the curse into a blessing. When this passage of the law was read, all those of foreign descent were immediately excluded from the assembly. Before this happened, Eliashib, the priest who had been appointed a supervisor of the storerooms of the temple of our God and who was also a relative of Tobiah, had converted a large storage room and placed it at Tobiah's disposal. The room had previously been used for storing the grain offerings, the frankincense, various articles of the temple, and the tithes of grain, new wine, and olive oil, which were prescribed for the Levites, the singers, and the gatekeepers, as well as the offerings for the priests. I was not in Jerusalem at that time, for I had returned to King Artaxerxes of Babylon in the 32nd year of his reign, though I later asked his permission to return. When I arrived back in Jerusalem, I learned about Eliashib's evil deed in providing Tobiah with a room in the courtyards of the temple of God. I became very upset and threw all the Tobias' belongings out in the room. <laughs> then I demanded that the room be purified, and I brought back the articles of God's temple, the grain offerings, and the frankincense. I also discovered that the Levites had not been given their prescribed portions of food. So they and the singers who were to conduct the worship services had all returned to work in their fields. I immediately confronted the leaders and demanded, Why has the temple of God been neglected? Then I called all the Levites back and restored to them their proper duties. And once more, all the people of Judah began bringing their tithes of grain, new wine, and olive oil to the temple storerooms. I assigned supervisors for the storerooms, Shelemiah the priest, Zadok the scribe, and Padiah, one of the Levites. And I appointed Hanan, son of Zakur, and grandson of Mataniah, as their assistant. These men had an excellent reputation, and it was their job to make honest distribution to their fellow Levites. Remember this good deed, O oh my God, and do not forget all that I have faithfully done for the temple of my God and its services. In those days, I saw men of Judah treading out their wine presses on the Sabbath. They were also bringing in grain, loading it on donkeys, and bringing their wine, grapes, figs, and all sorts of produce to Jerusalem to sell on the Sabbath. So I rebuked them for selling their produce on that day. Some men from Tyre who lived in Jerusalem were bringing in fish and all kinds of merchandise. They were selling it on the Sabbath to the people of Judah and in Jerusalem at that. So I confronted the nobles of Judah. Why are you profaning the Sabbath in this evil way, I asked? Wasn't it just this sort of thing that your ancestors did that caused our God to bring all this trouble upon us and our city? Now you're bringing in even more wrath upon Israel by permitting the Sabbath to be desecrated in this way. Then I commanded that the gates of Jerusalem should be shut at dark as darkness fell every Friday evening, not to be open until the Sabbath ended. 
I sent some of my own servants to guard the gates so that no merchandise could be brought in on the Sabbath day. The merchants and tradesmen with a variety of wares camped outside Jerusalem once or twice. But I spoke sharply to them and said, What are you doing out there camping around the wall? If you do this again, I will arrest you. And that was the last time they came on the Sabbath. Then I commanded the Levites to purify themselves and to guard the gates in order to preserve the holiness of the Sabbath. Remember this good deed also, O oh my God. Have compassion on me according to your great and unfailing love. About the same time, I realized that some of the men of Judah had married women from Ashdod, Ammon, and Moab. Furthermore, half their children spoke the language of Ashdod or some other people and could not speak the language of Judah at all. So I confronted them and I called down curses on them. I beat some of them and pulled out their hair. There you go. Oh, gee. I made them swear in the name of God that they would not let their children intermarry with pagan people of the land. Wasn't this exactly what led King Solomon of Israel into sin? Mm. I demanded that there was no king from any nation who could compare to him. And God loved him and made him king over all Israel. But he, he was led into sin by his foreign wives. How could you even think of committing sinful deeds and acting unfaithfully toward God by marrying foreign women? One of the sons of Jehoiada, son of Eliashib, the high priest, had married a daughter of Sambalad, the Horonite. Mm. So, yeah, I banished him from my presence. Remember them, O oh my God, for they have defiled the priesthood and the solemn vows of the priests and the Levites. So I purged out everything foreign and assigned tasks to the priests and Levites, making certain that each knew his work. I also made sure that the supply of wood for the altar and the first portions of the harvest were brought at the proper times. Remember this in my favor, O oh my God. I just want to say, oh. And that is our reading today. Okay. Now, I just want to say, shout out to Nehemiah. Yeah. So good. Man. Yeah. I love it that. It gets better every time I read it. Wow. Yeah, this dude, man, he had no chill. <laughs> he just got it done. Loved it. Yeah, so good. Loved it. Okay. All right, so what does this tell us about God, and what does this tell us about us? It, yeah, this tells me that God is holy. Mm. God is holy, and we should treat him that way. And Nehemiah did that. You know, he had the whole dedication thing. Why? Because God is holy. He's worthy of our dedication. And he gave it to him. And he, and he started cleaning house here. You know, yep. people didn't do this. People didn't do that. Boom, you're out. Boom, I'm going to pull your hair. Yeah, I'm going to hit you, whatever. You know, he's like, he, you know, holiness, the holiness of God was very important to him. Yeah. And uh, God is holy. He's set apart from sin. And we should treat him as holy because mm-hmm. he is. I love that. What's this tell us about us? It tells me about us. That, um, you know, yesterday's reading, there was a lot of history. We talked about a ton of history, and then everyone made these vows, these oaths, you know, mm-hmm. to, to do certain things. This is what this tells me about us. It does not mean anything to know what the Bible says if you're not going to live by it. Hmm. You know, and the perfect example is you all know the story of Solomon. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, What's the point of knowing that if you're just going to ignore it? That's good, yeah. You know, and, and that stands for everything we read in the Bible. Yeah. What is the point of knowing all this? To check the box and say you read it in yeah. a year? Yeah. It better not be. Yeah. You know, I just think none of this means anything if we don't live by it. If we don't live by, hmm. by the standard, by the holiness of God, if we don't live according to that holiness, mm-hmm. then it doesn't mean anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so here's what you do with it. You take what we read, and you make it fit in your life. Hmm. And if it doesn't fit in your life, you change your life. Hmm. You know, if we read something, and you're like, well, that's not how I live. The Bible's not wrong. Time for a change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I just and, and that goes for the, 
the hard stuff, but it also goes for the the good stuff. If you always find yourself down or discouraged, read the Bible and walk away remembering what what you mean to God. You mean a lot to God. Yeah. You know enough that He sent His Son to die for you. So much. And and so maybe that's the thing that you need to change. But whatever it is, there's no point to reading the Bible if you're not going to live by it. Yeah. And there's no point in knowing God's holy if you're not going to embrace that holiness, if you're not going to worship God for his holiness and then apply it to your own life. True. Change is not a bad thing. Many times change is a good thing. Actually, discipleship is all about change. It is. You can't grow if, all you're, about not, change. if you're not changing. So, yeah, I know so many times, you know, we, we aim to not change and to have this system that we live by, you know, all the time or whatever. And, uh, and sometimes you got to change. Yep. You know, if your priorities are out of whack. So. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for finishing the book of Nehemiah with us today. Yeah, we've got to go. It's a quick reading today, but we've got to go. So we just found out some people uh, intermarried with some of the, the pagans. We've got to go rip their hair out and beat them up. Yeah, I can't wait. It's, it's going to be a fun one. Chip and Eric handing out beat downs. Yeah, you'll see it on YouTube, I'm sure. <laughs> World star. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, farewell. All right. Bye. And also, oh. uh, I meant to tell you this, Don't Chip. Forget, not bye. Yeah, no, not by yet. I just this is just for you. It's not for them. Oh, just for me. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Allison should, said she'll bail us out up to a million dollars each. So we're good. Very good. Yeah, whatever happens, Can't she said wait. she's got it. A million bucks. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now it's by. Okay. <laughs>